For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thanks so much for being with me here on this Friday. We've just ended yet another week in Biden's America. You have survived it. Congratulations. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Please follow me on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Monica Crowley underscore, and on Twitter and True Social, at Monica Crowley. You can also send me an email about this show. Let me know what's on your mind to Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. I see them all, I read them all, and I might read yours at the end of one of these upcoming shows. So don't be afraid. Send me an email, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Well, if you're scratching your heads and you're going, Monica, where was Wednesday's show? Uh, that is a very good question. <laughs> we had tech issues, I roll, big tech issues, and I actually did a whole complete show. And then the audio files ended up being corrupted and unusable. So we could not put them on the air. I could not deliver a show that sounded like to you because we have high expectations here, high standards on the Monica Crowley podcast. So unfortunately, I did an entire show that you will never hear. All of my brilliance just went up in smoke. So we are back. 
<laughs> We're back today, and I'm glad to have you on board. Um, for those of you who have been tuning in for Election Integrity Week, we are going to pick that back up next week. I wanted to do it the entire week this week, but uh, Wednesday's tech meltdown uh, threw a monkey wrench into all of that. So starting again on Monday, we're going to pick it up with Election Integrity Week. You guys have heard about Shark Week? Well, we've got Election Integrity Week here on the Monica Crowley Show. And given all the fraud that comes at us, this is a lot scarier than Shark Week. So we're going to do that again on Monday, all right? Also on Monday, we're going to have uh, Senator Joni Ernst is going to join us. She just came back from the border. She's going to tell us what she saw. It's unbelievable. She's got new legislation coming up in the Senate. So she's going to probably try to force a vote on this with regard to the spotters and the cartels, and she's going to tell us all about that. So you're going to want to tune in for that. But today, I want to deal with the COVID lies, which are endless. And the reason I want to pick it up is because, of course, Joe Biden, the hair-sniffing weirdo in the White House, was just uh, diagnosed. He just tested positive for the Rona, apparently for the first time. Double boosted, quadruple shot, 8 million masks all the time, and yet he still got the Rona. You know why? Because viruses are going to virus. We're going to talk about where we are with COVID, with the lies, and with the incredible uh, power and control that continues to this very day. All right, so we're going to deal with that a little bit later, and we're going to have the fantastic Lauren Boebert, she's going to join us today. She is a true gun-toting America first fighter. We're going to talk to her about a bunch of things, including what it's like roaming the congressional halls with Liz Cheney, including all of the stuff that the Democrats are continuing to try to ram down our throats. All that and your email straight ahead. First up, though, the Monica memo. There was an assassination attempt in the United States yesterday, and the press has been quiet, crickets. They are only reporting the bare minimum about what happened, and now they're moving on. I mean, this happened last night in upstate New York, and the press, they reported what happened, and then that's it. So we've gotten like zero from the press, bare minimum, bare minimum. But if this were a Democrat, they would be carpet bombing the coverage with it. It would be inescapable. The coverage would be everywhere if this were a Dem. Remember the um, fake Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping? Gretchen Whitmer is the horrendous governor of Michigan. And before the election, remember there were all of these stories about a kidnapping plot to uh, kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. And then they were all like, oh, this was a right-wing militia that was plotting this. And it was just wall-to-wall stories. Remember that? Well, now we learn that the FBI basically set that up. They infiltrated a basically peaceful group, and then they got them going. And so they, they set up the entire thing. We've got those details, and if you didn't know that, it's because the propaganda press has buried it. But there was endless coverage about, ooh, these right-wing radicals were going to kidnap the Michigan governor like anyone wants to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, like anyone wants to, like, hole up with Gretchen Whitmer. 
while their their terms are being negotiated, holding her hostage? Who wants to hang out with Gretchen Whitmer? No one. That's why it was not believable, okay? But you had widespread coverage of this, right? Kidnapping plot of a U.S. governor and a Democrat? Oh, too good to check. So they didn't. And they ran with these lies nonstop, as they do every day on pretty much all stories. Here, in this case, we've got a GOP candidate for governor of New York at a campaign stop And this was not some fantasy kidnapping plot, okay? This was an actual attack. He was actually attacked by a man with a knife. And basically, crickets from the press. They are disgusting, revolting propagandists and liars. My good friend Lee Zeldin is running for governor of New York. And in fact, he was my very first guest earlier this year when I launched this podcast. He is fantastic. He won the Republican primary here in New York. And hopefully, God willing, he will be the next governor in order to save our state, which is rapidly going off the cliff, like California and Illinois, beautiful states with incredible resources and incredibly talented people. And yet we're sucking salt because of one-party rule in these states. Lee Zeldin is a sitting member of Congress. He represents New York's first district on Long Island. So in addition to running for governor, he actually has a day job. He is a sitting U.S. congressman. The man who allegedly attacked him last night with a sharp object at a campaign stop in Perrington, New York, was charged with a felony, but get this, he was released immediately from custody within hours of his arrest. The suspect is identified as David Jackie Bonus of Fairport, New York. He was charged with attempted assault in the second degree. He was arraigned and released immediately. Zeldin took to Twitter to predict exactly this. He tweeted, Quote, his words as he tried to stab me a few hours ago were, you're done. But several attendees, including his lieutenant governor, Alison Esposito, who, by the way, is a retired police officer, and she is amazing, Alison Esposito, she quickly jumped into action and tackled the guy. Law enforcement was on the scene within minutes. The attacker will likely be instantly released under New York's laws. Well, he was exactly right about that. And ironically, Zeldin was giving a speech about bail reform at a Veterans of Foreign Wars post when the assault happened. So the guy who attacked him was tackled to the ground by his lieutenant governor, running mate, who is a retired police officer. She's amazing. I've met her. And um, uh, an army vet, uh, director Joe Tennelly, who said, he told Fox News, this guy's right hand came up. I assume out of his pocket, and he had a blade on his hand. His fingers were like two finger holes in the blade, and he lunged at the congressman. And Congressman Zeldin blocked the first lunge, and then as he tried to lunge again, I grabbed him from behind and tackled him down to the ground and held him on the ground. So thank God this guy was here. Thank God the lieutenant governor is a uh, retired police officer. And Lee Zeldin, by the way, is still in the Army National Guard. So in addition to his day job of being a sitting member of Congress, he's running for governor to save our state. And on weekends, he's doing the National Guard. 
He's serving in the U.S. military still. So, I mean, the guy, I don't know how he does it. He is incredible. And he had a life-threatening attack on him yesterday. It's just, it's unbelievable. He released a statement after the attack that said, thank you to everyone who reached out following tonight's attack. Someone tried to stab me on stage during this evening's rally, but fortunately I was able to grab his wrist and stop him for a few moments until others tackled him. I'm okay, and Allison Esposito, his running mate, uh, and all other attendees are safe. The attacker is in custody. Grateful for the attendees who stepped up quickly to assist and the law enforcement officers who quickly responded. I'm as resolute as ever to do my part to make New York safe again. Amen. Amen. I mean, we need Lee Zeldin so badly in New York. What he was saying is absolutely true. It's New York's bail rules and all kinds of anti-police and pro-criminal rules and laws that are in place that just have a revolving door for criminals. They come in, they get charged, they're back on the streets. That comes straight up from the governor, of course, who refuses to remove DAs like Alvin Bragg in Manhattan. We've got these Soros DAs all over the country. We just saw one recalled in San Francisco, Chesa Boudin. We've got another one in LA, George Gascon. Police officers are being shot. You know what? This same day, yesterday, while Lee Zeldin was being attacked on stage by a knife-wielding crazy, there was a police officer in Rochester who got shot and killed. We cannot go on like this, guys. Public safety is number one. If you're not alive, if we're all dead, what does any of this matter, right? But that's the key. The left, these revolutionaries, they do not care about any of this because they want you dead. If you're dead, you're more easily governable, right? (laughs) You can't talk back. You can't protest. You can't vote them out of office. They want absolute and complete control. And the whole reason for all of this is and I've said this a million times, it bears repeating because everybody needs to be aware of what's going on. This is a neo-Marxist revolution. And in order to effectuate the neo-Marxist revolution, they need chaos. This attack on Lee Zeldin, this comes after the assassination attack on Brett Kavanaugh. This also comes straight in line in in Washington, D.C. You've got far-left radicals threatening the congressional baseball game again. We all remember what happened last time where you had a a Bernie Sanders supporter, a left-wing maniac, shoot up the congressional baseball game. And members of Congress, like Steve Scalise, were wounded badly. And nobody talks about, well, it was politically motivated. Uh, The press buries that. This guy was a left-wing communist maniac supporter of Bernie Sanders. So you've got the Kavanaugh assassination attempt. You've got fresh threats on the congressional baseball game. Left-wing violence is a huge problem and has been since the beginning of the republic. All of our presidential assassinations have been left-wing radicals. Look at Lincoln. Look at McKinley. This is all JFK. Okay? You have communist radicals that have been running wild for a very long time and other kinds of radicals. They are the ones who engage in the violence. 
And yet they perform perfect projection by putting it all on us, right? Oh, right-wing radicals, right-wing violence. No, it is on them. So you have all of this. You've got an actual attack on a Republican candidate for governor of a major state by a knife-wielding lunatic You've got the Kavanaugh assassination attempt, the congressional baseball game under assault by far-left radicals. You've got all of this happening, and yet, where's the DOJ? Where's the FBI? They have done nothing to stop the illegal protests at the Supreme Court justices' homes. They don't care. They want you dead. I know that's an extreme thing to say, and I realize that it, it is very difficult for Americans to wrap their minds around this, but you've got one major party in this country controlling all of our institutions, and they do not care that your lives are being threatened. It is easier for them if you are dead. They need the chaos in order to ram through their radical agenda to transform the country. That's why these Soros DAs are just churning out violent criminals back on the streets like this guy who was released. The guy attacked a Republican candidate for governor. He's back on the streets. I mean, what is Lee Zeldin supposed to do? Now he's got to ramp up his security. The guy could be at the next event. Who knows? But the DOJ, Democratic governors, Democratic radical DAs, they don't care. In fact, they care in the other direction. They want this violent mayhem because it serves their overall purposes. Never forget that these people always keep their eyes on the prize, always. Their prize is transforming the United States and making you into just a subservient slave. That's exactly what they want. So when we come back, we're going to talk about Joe Biden's COVID diagnosis and the COVID lies being slung at us morning, noon, and night still to this day, two and a half years into this. I'm Monica Crowley. We've got so much more, including Congresswoman Lauren Boebert straight ahead. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, Eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me. 
and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, welcome back. So uh, double vax, double boosted, bajillion masked, Joe Biden got COVID. The day before, he casually admitted he had cancer. And now this. Rough week for the hair-sniffing weirdo. I mean, a miraculous recovery from cancer only to get COVID a day later? Tough break, man. Tough break. And having to deal with all of it while suffering from rapidly progressing dementia. Wow, Joe Biden is such a hero, isn't he? How does he do it? And of course, you know, he did the line yesterday, the obligatory, I'm so thankful for the vaccine and my million shots, or it would have been worse. How does anyone know that? You can't prove a negative here. They all say, oh, it mitigates severe disease, so yay for my 18 shots, otherwise I'd be on a ventilator. Who knows if that's true? I'd love to see some real data, but I can't because the CDC and NIH are completely corrupt. And basically, much of what they say and other public health officials told us during this whole pandemic, much of which they have said has been false, shaded, with facts and and treatments withheld. And and the, the facts are slowly coming out right now. But to me, this is like one of the greatest crimes against humanity what they have done in terms of withholding treatments that they knew would work, withholding facts, spreading lies, and the lies continue to this day. We've got to talk about the vaccine. Actually, it's not a vaccine. They have changed the definition of vaccine two or three times during the course of this to suit their purposes, to cover their lies about all of this. Tucker Carlson did a brilliant takedown of this yesterday. If you haven't seen it, go and look at it. He did his whole opening of his show was about this yesterday, and it was superb. So during a July 2021 uh, CNN town hall, Biden stood up. This was a year ago, this month. He stood up and he said, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. They knew at the time that that was not true. They just didn't care. We heard similar things from just about everybody in this administration. And of course, Fauci said, quote, it's as simple as black and white. You're vaccinated, you're safe. You're unvaccinated, you're at risk. Oh, so simple, Fauci. The little garden troll. By the way, Dr. Fauci, his name, Fauci, is literally Dr. Faustus. Deal with the devil? Yeah. His name screams at us what he is. So remember that Biden was lecturing us, he was haranguing us last year that we were experiencing a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, yesterday, Biden joined the many double jabbed and who knows how many times boosted and told us he has COVID. So much for the vax stopping people from getting the Wuhan flu. These lies are so important to bring up over and over again. We're not going to just move on here. Thousands and thousands of people were fired from their jobs for refusing to get these experimental shots. 
People lost their livelihoods. They lost their small businesses. Their lives were shattered. They ended up getting a divorce because they couldn't stand their spouse after lockdown. I mean, the, the wreckage in every direction based on a pack of lies has been astonishing and there has to be accountability. Novak Djokovic, the number one or or number two tennis player in the world, cannot play at the U.S. Open around Labor Day because he didn't get the shot. He chooses to maintain his bodily integrity. He's made a choice for his own health, but he's being barred from the U.S. Open. These athletes and uh, the NBA player from the Brooklyn Nets as well, Kyrie Irving, he cannot play either at his home court because of New York State's ridiculous rules, which none of these rules make any sense. And they haven't from the beginning, but again, they weren't meant to make sense. They were meant to instill power and control over you. So all of these athletes, you know, they have a limited window of time to play. They've got a shelf life. These sports at the pro level are grueling on the human body. So, you know, they have a limited amount of time to play in these tournaments and championships. And the United States, the Biden administration, is screwing over Djokovic and denying him another U.S. Open title or the potential for one because of the ridiculous, absurdist theater of the absurd COVID rules that make no sense. And that which, by the way, they do not abide by. Crime against humanity, guys. Remember this other lie that they told us, Fauci said in May of 2021, that vax people become, quote, dead ends for the Wuhan flu and they don't spread it. Remember that, Jim? Biden also said in October 2021 that vax people, quote, cannot spread it to you. All of this was a lie. We now have a peer-reviewed study. That shows that, quote, the vaccinated were just as likely to transmit COVID to people in their own households as the unvaccinated. Multiple lies. All of these lies, by the way, build on themselves. They all compound on themselves. The shots do not stop you from getting COVID. They don't stop you from spreading it. And there's more here. These aren't only lies. And we don't have time to go over every single one that came at us. So let's just deal with one more here, and we're going to cover this as this show goes on, but let's go through one more, and likely the most important one, that the shots are completely safe. They have told us that over and over and over again. Oh, safe and effective. Well, they're neither. We've all heard from a PSA sponsored with your tax dollars how important it is to get the vaccine and get boosted. But now research shows that the shots are damaging to people's immune systems. That these shots are actually suppressing your natural immune system. Tucker covered this last night. He's the first one to go near it. Japanese doctor Kenji Yamamoto wrote last month, quote, recently the Lancet, which is a very, very uh, prominent British medical journal, published a study on the effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines and the waning of immunity with time. The study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower. The immune function was lower than that among unvaccinated individuals. 
According to European Medicines Agency recommendations, frequent COVID-19 booster shots could adversely affect the immune response and may not be feasible. And just this week, the German government released data that suggests over 100,000 people have been seriously injured by the vaccine in the U.S. Journalist Alex Berenson, who was booted from Twitter, he just got uh, reinstated after saying the truth for months about these shots and the virus. He said, quote, the German government just admitted that in one in 5,000 COVID shots caused, quote, serious side effects. That's obviously low, but even so, it translates into 110,000 seriously injured people in the United States alone. So what we're getting up to here is that these shots are suppressing the natural immune system, which could be why the vaxxed are more likely, and I saw a report the other day, eight times more likely to get and spread symptomatic COVID than the unvaccinated. There have been phenomenal people out there all of these months telling the truth, like Alex Berenson, Dr. Simone Gold, Geert Vanderbosch, so many others who have done such, Naomi Wolf, who we had on the show, so many others doing important, brave work talking about uh, the truth, about all of this, about the origins of the Wuhan flu, about these shots and the dangers of them that we were not being told the truth, the effects on women's reproductive systems, the suppression of sperm counts in men. I mean, the, the list goes on and on, and it's slowly, gradually starting to come out. But all of these people who so bravely spoke out early on They have been suspended from social media. They have been ostracized. They have been, in Simone Gold's case, she's put in jail for 60 days because she was there on January 6th, even though she had a government permit. They've thrown her in jail. They used some crazy pretext about January 6th to do that. I mean, these people have all paid the ultimate price for telling the truth. They should be celebrated and held up. And eventually they will when all of this truth comes out. So it's fine if you got these shots. Most Americans did because the pressure was so enormous, but there shouldn't be any judgment anywhere on those who got it or those who didn't get it. The problem here is the lies from our public health officials like Fauci and Walensky and the rest of them from Democrats and their wingmen in the press. They lied about the shots' efficacy and safety even when they knew it to be, to be true. They just let the lies roll. And they punished anybody who chose not to get it. They still do that. They continue to do this. Djokovic can't even get into the United States. I know he's not a U.S. citizen. But even here, people are still being punished, not allowed to work on site. How about uh, members of the military now? We're, we stand to lose tens of thousands of committed people in the U.S. military because they refuse to get these experimental shots, which we now know that when they told us that they're safe and effective, not exactly true. And yet people still are uh, continuing to pay the price because of bad government policy based on power and control, not based on science. Remember when Fauci stood up and said, I represent science, I am the science. Well, it's all been a pack of lies. 
and there needs to be accountability. I want to see investigations. I want to see prosecutions. And I want to see jail time for Fauci, Burks, uh, Walensky, all of these liars. If you have no faith in public health, you, you really have nothing. They are driving this country down to zero between the border, public health lies, uh, the economy. You have no country without these things, and that's exactly their point. When we come back, we're going to talk to Congresswoman Lauren Boebert about all of this and so much more coming straight up. But before we hit this break, guys, listen up because I want all of you to be healthy. I love all of my listeners. You guys mean so much to me, and I want you to be as healthy as possible. To get myself healthier, I'm taking Field of Greens every day, and you should too. Field of Greens is packed with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics. This is what I need to stay healthy, and you need it too. Field of Greens works fast. It tastes delicious. I look forward to my glass of Field of Greens every day, really, because I feel better almost immediately. You'll have more energy, you'll look and feel healthier, and it can even help you lose weight. So join me and take Field of Greens too. To help you get started, I got you 15% off your first order and another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. So visit them at fieldofgreens.com, promo code MONICA. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code MONICA, fieldofgreens, promo code MONICA. We'll be right back. Well, I am so happy to welcome my friend, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, Republican of Colorado and a fierce warrior for the Constitution. She's got a brand new book out called My American Life, which is available everywhere right now. And it's fantastic. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Monica. It's so great to be on with you. Oh, it's so good to have you here. And congratulations on the new book, which really does tell your very, very truly American story. So we're going to get to that in a moment. But before we do, Lauren, please give us an update on what is happening on Capitol Hill. What are the Democrat communists trying to ram through in terms of new taxes, spending and guns? Yes. Um, so the, the federal government doesn't have a uh, revenue problem. They have a spending problem and they are continuously trying to um, spend more money than we can print. And uh, I serve on the budget committee. And it's interesting. Uh, we don't have a budget for this Congress. We have been operating on continued resolutions. I, I remember a day when Nancy Pelosi said, show me your budget and I'll show you your values. Mm-hmm. Well, the Democrats don't have a budget, so I guess they don't have any values. Uh, but uh, with this, it, it, they, they make, um, they pass new legislation that spends trillions of dollars rather than creating a budget. They do budget reconciliation so they could avoid the filibuster in the Senate and pass that with a majority vote. And- uh, and that's really causing this uh, 9.1% inflation that we are seeing from uh, the CBI report. And that right there is impacting Americans more than anything. People are paying the price for bad policies. And they know who's in power. They know who's putting forward this legislation and, and causing this out-of-control inflation 
that we are all feeling. Uh, you know, I, I almost feel like they even got the decimal point wrong in the CPI report. Uh, it maybe instead of 9.1, uh, that decimal should have been moved over and say 91% inflation. There's, there's so many things that uh, are much higher than 9.1% right now. Uh, when, in regards to our food and our fuel, our energy costs for our homes. And this is all man-made. Uh, and Democrats just want to continue to throw money at problems, thinking that that will provide a solution. But that's not the answer. It, it hasn't been the answer. And that's why we're $30 trillion in debt. And that's why people are fleeing the D- Democrat Party and coming to the Republican Party for answers for solutions. I am confident that we will win the House back uh, in in November and be able to uh, actually um, hold these people accountable in the administration for what they've been doing with their spending and certainly stop the reckless spending legislation that we're seeing come out of the House. And Monica, I want to point, I serve on the Budget Committee and now the January 6th committee has met more times for more hearings than the budget committee has this entire Congress. Mm -hmm. That is a problem. This is a major distraction. They don't want to talk about uh, the the real cause um, that Americans are suffering. They want to put forward um, these other uh, scenarios and exaggerate them and bring on witnesses that flat out lie and, and, and cause this distraction. So Americans think that's the problem with our country. When in essence, it's the Democrats' bad policies. Well, that's exactly right, Lauren. And it certainly does tell you what their priorities are. Their priorities are not the American people. They're not about solving America's problems, especially the ones that they made themselves. It is about this overall globalist great reset, and they will not allow anything to stop that. And of course, we've got useful idiots on our side, like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, who play mm-hmm. right into their hands. What What is yes. it like wanting? Wandering the halls of Congress along with the likes of Liz Cheney and, and Kinzinger. Well, both of them seem to keep uh, their their heads down pretty low and, and don't really um, a- associate with us. Um, they they don't come to our conference meetings. Uh, in fact, you'll often see Liz Cheney hanging out with Jamie Raskins on the Democrat side of the House chambers. Uh, now, I'm not opposed to sitting with uh, a colleague on the other side of the aisle and working out solutions. Um, but but I we understand her agenda is to destroy the Republican Party and to make sure that President Trump never runs for office again. Uh, so those conversations that are taking place aren't trustworthy. And and it's not something that should be happening right now. Um, Liz Cheney is uh, falling so far behind in her polls. I, I went out to Wyoming with President Trump and rallied for Harriet Hageman. And, and uh, I'm very confident that she will take that seat from Liz Cheney. Uh, there are, are many people who are more tired of Republicans who uh, do the things that Liz Cheney and uh, little Adam Kinzinger do than they are with Democrats. Uh, because Democrats, they tell you exactly the destruction that they intend to do. And uh, and Republicans, we're supposed to have this platform that we uphold, that we were elected to represent and, and defend. And it's really frustrating when they appease Democrats and, and actually help their narrative. Uh, there's been many pieces of legislation where we've had more than just Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney cross over to help the Democrats. Look at the uh, infrastructure bill 
Democrats promised us that they would only pass the infrastructure bill if Build Back Better was right behind it. They said they go together. That would have been $7 trillion in spending overall. And Republicans knew that. And they took that $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill and passed it for the Democrats. Now, we, we all want infrastructure. We, we want a better uh, a, a, um, a nation. We want, uh, we want uh, more roads, more bridges, better ports, more secure uh, uh, um, infrastructure for our country. But only 9% of that bill actually went to anything infrastructure related. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Democrats couldn't even pass a kidney stone, let alone the <laughs> infrastructure bill. Yeah. And Republicans stood up, 13 of them, and said, don't worry, Nancy Pelosi, we've got your back. We will help you pass this. And then sure enough, just as they promised, the Build Back Better came right behind it. And then suddenly you had Republicans up in arms. How can they ever imagine passing this Build Back Better? Will you help them get there? Congratulations. And if it wasn't for a couple of Democrats in the Senate, we, our inflation rate would be a lot higher right now from that five, $5 trillion dollar build back better. Yes. I mean, I thank every day for Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema because at least they, they've got some common sense and they're there to represent their constituents, not to go along with this globalist socialist revolution that's happening across the country right. and really the West. Speaking of reelection, uh, Lauren, I know that in Colorado, they tried to redistrict you into oblivion, but they failed. And you also just won yes. your primary. So congratulations. How does November look for you? Oh, November looks great. Um, we're certainly going to need a lot of help. Um, we have, uh, I, I have a very uh, wealthy opponent. Well, his his wife is very wealthy. Uh, um, already loaned his campaign uh, $1.6 million and is, is willing to spend whatever it takes um, to to take this seat from the people of, of my district. And uh, so, so it's certainly going to be a battle, um, but we are now um, in an R plus nine district. And in this uh in this state that we're in right now, I think that we'll even do better than that. Um, and the primary was amazing. Um, total rhino that came up against me, someone who voted um, in the state Senate to remove qualified immunity away from police officers in our state who uh, introduced comprehensive sex ed uh, to our, our children in our state, um, who created a department of new Americans that incentivizes illegal immigrations and provides them benefits, uh, when they arrive to Colorado and so much more. But Monica, I am a professional political rhino hunter and uh, (laughs) I defeated him by more than 40 points. Fantastic. Yes, you are. And you are such a fierce warrior for freedom, for the Constitution, for the Bill of Rights. And that's why you're my friend. I'm so honored to call you my friend. And that's why we need you back in Congress. So let's talk a little bit, Lauren Boebert, about your new book. It's called My American Life. Why did you decide to write a memoir now? Why tell your story right now? Uh, Well, I think that's very important for people to hear my story because they hear all the fake news about my life. And I wanted it to come straight from me, what, what I have been through, what I have experienced in my life, and why that, those experiences have motivated me to serve my country at this level. Uh, I, I actually was raised in um, a, a very uh, abusive home. Um, my, my mom uh, met my stepdad when I was four years old. We moved to Colorado, and we thought that it was going to be a dream moving to the Rocky Mountains. Um, but soon after we arrived, 
uh, it, it was it was very evident that it wasn't going to be that dream that we had uh, en- envisioned. Um, my my stepdad um, abused drugs and alcohol, um, abused my mom, and, and those are are, are memories that um, you know are, are that I that I have uh, of my childhood. But it, it brought my mom and I closer together because no matter what, we had each other. Um, my mom, she actually believed the lies of the Democrat Party in search of some hope and some in search of some sort, form of of what she thought would be liberty um, from this abusive, restrictive relationship that she was in. She believed their lies and got stuck in a cycle of poverty because of it. Uh, we we've stood in line for bread and government cheese, uh, had to rely on, uh, on, on the government for housing and, and different things. And it is so difficult to break that cycle. But I want people to hear how we overcame that and how we did uh, break that cycle that the Democrats want to keep people trapped in. Now, I think the Democrats hate me so much because I'm supposed to be one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was raised under their policies and I was never supposed to leave that. I was supposed to advocate for it when I when I uh, got older and stay under their their rule, under their jurisdiction. Uh, but I saw a better way out. I, I, at 15 years old, I started working at, at a McDonald's. And Monica, I remember bringing my mom home that first paycheck. And there were two distinctive things with that check. First of all, I learned immediately, I don't like this FICA guy because he's taking all my money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and secondly, I could do a better job taking care of myself than government ever had. So I began to develop these self-taught conservative values. I learned where my faith comes from. I, I learned that my creator is the one who defines me and gives me value. And, and I don't have to turn to man for that. That's why the Democrat attacks don't phase me. I don't go to them for my self-worth. I go to my creator, my father in heaven. And I was able to take those principles and minister to women at uh, the local jail for several years and personally introduce them to the God who could turn their shame into glory and show them a way out of their past that if they had a life to look forward to rather than just resorting back to their their failures and their fears of not uh, um, being able to overcome and be successful. I offered these women jobs in, in my uh, restaurant that I later opened. And that to me was much more powerful than any government program could have been. I, I, I'm a mother of four boys. My husband and I, uh, we, we have our four boys together and they really are my motivation to make sure we do not have a socialist nation. I want them to have a a better life than I ever did as we all do for our children. And it's conservative values that will provide that better way of life for them. You know, Lauren, I, I love that you write so openly about your past, about growing up without a lot of resources in this abusive home and how that all shaped you and your epiphany. You know, that first paycheck where you said, who is this FICA guy? I had the exact <laughs> same experience with my first paycheck. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to spend this money. I can't wait. Yeah. And then I got the check and I was like, huh? <laughs> there was like two bucks <laughs> left after the government yeah. had their hands out. So I love that you tell 
tell this story. And also, you know, the the idea that you were raised in a democratic house, but you know, today's Democratic Party, I call them the Democrat communists because that's exactly what they mm-hmm. are. They're not the party of your yeah. your parents or your grandparents. What surprised you most, Lauren, about being in the arena once you got into politics? What shocked you the most? And I know you you know, you are not easily shockable, but when you got to Capitol Hill, what surprised you? What was your best moment and your worst? Yeah, so I think the most surprising thing is just the inability to debate reality. Uh, that to me uh, is still is baffling. Um, being a mother of four boys, you know, I, I can deal with temper tantrums. I can deal with fits and immaturity. Uh, I, I've been a restaurant owner, so chaos and di- dysfunction. That's been a part of my life <laughs> since I can remember. Uh, but but not even being able to have a conversation uh, about reality, about data and facts. I, I think that is just the most absurd part about the way uh, Washington, D.C. is run. Uh, we, we can't say that um, that boys are boys and girls are girls and you can't cross over and be whichever you feel like that day. Uh, you know, we, we can't say uh, that um, that fossil fuels and nuclear energy are the cleaner way to go, that we produce the cleanest energy in the world. Instead, I, I serve on the Natural Resources Committee and Democrats sacrifice our entire way of life, our nation's security at the altar of climate change. And they would rather outsource our energy development to our adversaries, to people who hate us. They want to beg them for energy products rather than producing it right here in America. And worse than that, Monica, they want to uh, uh, allow China to own mines in in, in the Congo where 40,000 children are mining for cobalt with their bare hands, child and slave labor taking place. And they would rather do that so they can purchase solar panels from China, who's building some 200 coal-fired energy plants, mind you, while we are shutting ours down. And then they can pat themselves on the back and say, look what a wonderful job we did. Uh, These are the kind of things that absolutely frustrate me. Uh, And and I'm excited um, to be able to uh, have a a chance to defend reality um, now and in the majority when we can actually put um, our ideals first and uh, and be able to promote those and push that agenda. But the Democrats time, uh, they know their time is short. And that's why they are so hell bent on getting everything passed that they can uh, right now and uh, in, in hopes that uh, we won't be able to undo it later. Uh, so th- 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 that's probably the most baffling. Yeah, I know, I know. And they realize their window is closing. And this is the most dangerous moment then for the country, because they realize they just have a few months left to slam into all of this into place. And that's why we thank God every day that you're in there, Lauren, fighting for us and for this country standing tall. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert of Colorado, her new memoir is called My American Life. Go get it. She truly is the American dream. And she's fighting for all of us every Every day. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thanks so much, Monica. You bet. Okay, guys, time now for the Friday email bag. Marvin from Binghamton, New York writes with a really meaningful email. Listen to this. Dear Monica, I only recently discovered your podcast and I'm so glad I did. 
it's so informative and really beneficial as a way to keep up with what's really going on in this rapidly decaying world. Thank you for doing all the work it takes to put on a show like yours. I know the stories you share only come by going out and finding them. They certainly don't come to you on their own. You're absolutely right about being tempted to turn away and not listen when hearing what's really happening in today's world. However, somehow your way of presenting the news of the day is different than most, and I seem to be able to listen without that temptation and without the urge to turn it off. For this, I say thank you. Marvin, I can't thank you enough for this very kind and thoughtful note. It really did move me, and that's why I'm highlighting it today. This is the only email I'm going to do today because it really did move me. And it means the world to me that you're listening and loving what this podcast is, even when the news isn't great and the world is scary. They say that when people love what they do, they make it look effortless, even when it requires a lot of effort. And I hope that's what comes across here. I truly love what I do, which I consider saving America. I hope that doesn't sound too grandiose because I don't mean it from an ego point of view. But saving America, the country that I love so much, I really do consider that my job description. Like I really do consider that to be my job, saving this great country. And I'm so glad, Marvin, that you're with us, all of us here on this journey, on this podcast, and in doing it together, because we're all in this together, and we will prevail. So God bless you, Marvin, and thank you very much for that incredibly meaningful email. All right, keep those emails coming, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. We're going to have more of them on Monday. And in the meantime, have a fantastic weekend, guys. We've got a big show coming up on Monday. We will get back to Election Integrity Week here on the Monica Crowley Show, and we will speak to Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa about the border. She just got back, and she's got some really important things to tell us about what is going on there amidst all of the chaos. This is a criminal invasion, so we will get with her on Monday. So have a great weekend and I will see you right back here on Monday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.